0: Welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler podcast. I am your host, Jason Gutarski, and I am coming to you live, previously recorded, uh, from (laughs) St. Louis, Missouri. Geek way to the west. I'm here for a convention this weekend, and I have some fantastic folks here with me. We're going to talk about games. Good ones, little ones, uh, awesomeness and stuff so uh who do i have with me go ahead my friend eric carlson regular uh guest host here of the 20 minutes of filler and extra special guest not that you're not special eric you're not as special as this guy my friend dave banks um who you may know as a writer for uh, a really cool blog
1: geekdad.com How's it going, Dave? Uh, I'm I'm happy to be irregular <laughs> tonight. <laughs> tonight, that's the only time it's okay, right? When you're a special guest, it's okay.
0: Um, so we uh, we're hanging out at Geekway. We just got done playing some games together. Had a nice dinner. We're swapping stories, having a good time. What's like one of the highlights uh, just of the uh, weekend so far for you guys, uh, Geekway West?
2: Yeah, I I uh, got a copy of uh, top this for $7.50 <laughs> and it is I'm so excited. I've played this game once and uh, Jason, you actually found this game yesterday and didn't get me a copy. And so there was I, only one when I was whatever. there and I was selfish. <laughs> I was so mad, but today I went and I got my own copy, so I'm stoked. So, yeah, Miniatures Market is
0: a giant uh, online retailer. They did not pay me to say that, <laughs> but they did give us some sweet discounts on Ding and
2: Damn Games this weekend, so that's how we got it for 750. So what's Top This? What's the heart there? Uh, top This is a dexterity game where you have a pizza pie that you are flicking toppings onto, and you're yelling Top This a lot, and it's just fun. Awesome. I designed that game once. And I was really proud of this pizza
0: flicking game that I was making. And then that Kickstarter launched. So I threw my prototype <laughs> in the garbage in anger. It was it was a sad day. Uh,
1: Dave, what, do you, what about you? What's been a highlight so far for you? Well, this is my uh, third year, second or third year here at Geekway. And what I'm really impressed with is how big it is this year. And how it just, just each year has continued to be a bigger and bigger uh convention and for a regional convention it's you know it's pretty large now i think it's like two thousand people or something like that yeah
0: i think they sold out at 1800 this year okay
1: perfect and uh big enough that next year they're moving to a much larger space with uh which means more places more people can come to play games more vendors can come to sell things at great discounts (laughs) and uh you know just it's more bigger is better
0: yeah, and I mean, it's a, it's a strong con right now, and I guess they said that the waiting list this year was 300 people, oh, which is like crazy. how much the new space is expanding by, so it's not going to be long before they have a waiting list for, for next year, too, I think. So, right.
1: I was in the uh, elevator with a couple um, when I made it to my room, and uh, they, they flew in from California to go to this convention, Wow, which is pretty amazing. For for a sort of a regional con,
0: yeah, um, yeah, we, we drove eight hours to be here because I had to start We have a, a, a regional con, grand con. It's two hours from my house, and it's really it's about the same size, really strong. And I heard, hey, if you like this con, check out Gateway to the West. So it's it's cool because there's like there's bloggers here, there's the design community here, um, there's some small publishers. It's like for such a small group of people, it's really cool to be around the people who show up. And to just see so many cool games being played. There's a great library. There's a great play to win section. Um, it's, been a, it's been a really fun con so far. So I'm, I'm glad to be here in St. Louis with you guys. Um, Dave, I just want to talk a little bit about, I, I'm a fan of, of the Geek Dad blog. So um, tell us a little bit about how you got involved with that and like what your
1: role there is. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks. Um, so I've been with Geek Dad uh, nine years now, this month and uh i got started um answered an open call that Chris anderson who our editor had uh put out um i think part of it's my fault because i sent him an email saying hey you know neat blog but uh it's all san francisco centric how about opening it up to other places and he kind of encouraged me to put my money where my mouth was <laughs> and uh that was um uh it, it was it was I was happy to do it uh, in the end, but I, there were a lot of self-doubts about whether or not I was uh, geeky or um, smart enough to go write for Wired because Geek Dad was originally part of the Wired uh, family of blogs. And we were with uh, Wired for about, uh, I think, um, seven years. And then two years ago, we went out, out, out on our own along with, uh, we have a, a, a another blog that is associated with us called Geek Mom.
0: Oh, that's really clever. Yeah. yeah, right. Moms and dads. Who would have thought, right?
1: Um, and uh, just uh, about two months ago, on uh, March fourteenth, three fourteen Pi Day, Pi Day, uh, we merged. So we're all under the uh, the same site now. It used to be two independent uh-huh. sites, and so it's a whole bunch of moms and dads talking about, oh. Games and video games and books and cosplay and everything that gets your geeky juices flowing. So it's been really fun to be a part of.
0: That's awesome. So uh, you've, you write about, uh, what, what are the subjects that you tackle most often on the blog?
1: So I write a lot, an awful lot about board games because that's my one of my strongest passions. But what I really like about Geek Dad is that there's never really been uh, anyone saying no. Anything that you want to write about, so um, I've 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 never turned anything in and had it kicked back to me. So I've (laughs) I've written about uh, everything that I'm interested in because our our uh, the philosophy of our our editorial team is you know you get the right people in and just trust them to write about the things that they're interested in. Then then hopefully our readers will uh, you know tune in and and like those things too. So I've written about. A lot of a lot about board games, but I've also written about like Formula One, which is something that I'm really interested in. <laughs> and uh, it's one of those things I sort of hit submit and uh, you know just sort of cross my fingers whether it's going to be a ghost town or uh, or what. But <laughs> uh, fortunately, you know, even things like that, a lot of people uh, will kick some feedback on. Hmm. I've Written about um, my favorite brand, band in the world, Rush. <laughs> written a lot about Rush nice. and, and that's you know that Rush is sort of this uh, uh, this this, this, uh, this touchstone for, for a lot of geeks mm-hmm. because they really embody a lot of those geeky qualities that um, a lot of us have too you know they're, they sing about fantasy they're sort of <laughs> outsiders uh, and you know I, I think that um, all of a sudden they're cool just like geeks are in a lot of ways, so uh, I write about a lot of things, but board games mainly.
0: That's awesome. Do you do you have any stories about like a cool interaction or opportunity that you had because of connecting with uh, Geek Dad? Uh, I mean, they had some cred being with Wired, right? And like, you guys had a great team of writers, and you still do. So, like, people pay attention to that blog. So, like, ha- has that led to any like kind of cool like? Uh, interactions that really made you geek out.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you two real quick, and the first one has to do with Rush. <laughs> uh, based on an article that I'd, I'd written when we were with Wired, I got an a email from a publicist saying, uh, Rush is going to re-release 2112 um, on whatever the date was, and uh, would I like to talk to Alex Lifeson? <laughs> and I about fell out of my chair. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so um, I fretted and fretted over the questions I was going to ask when I had my five minutes or 30 seconds or whatever it was to talk to him. And the day came around, I got pushed back. And then the next day came up and it got pushed back. And then it never got rescheduled, which is, oh. you know, one of those real heartbreaking sort of things. Yeah. Um The other one is uh, I had the opportunity to talk to Kevin Smith. Oh uh, yeah, uh, oh. who you know, like awesome oh, Kevin Smith <laughs> loves movies uh, more than I think. For me, more than his movies, I love listening to him do spoken word because oh, yeah. he oh. can just tell stories. And um, he was uh, he was doing some promotional stuff for Gillette, and so he's talking about whether or not how Superman would shave because <laughs> right because his hair should bend steel, and so. <laughs> Um, Kevin Smith was giving his, uh, hypothesis on that. But when, um, when he picked up the phone and I'm talking to him, he said, Dave Banks, I used to know a Dave Banks. And so it became this whole story that he and I talked for about 30 seconds about the old Dave Banks and whether or not he was better than me. And (laughs) (laughs) he quickly backtracked and, uh, but it was, it was a fun conversation. So,
0: yeah, that's awesome. I was in a, um. In a band that toured, and we played in New Jersey, and we were like, uh, we got there early because we played in at CBGB's in, in New York the next day, so we didn't have a very long drive, so we went to Red Bank. And, like, checked out Jay and Silent Bob Secrets Dash, and we went to uh, the Quick Stop, and we went to the video store, which was still open at the time, and they were selling all their old VHS tapes. Like, terrible movies for, like, 20 bucks a piece, just just because, like, they had fans coming. So, I bought, like, Mighty Ducks 2 for, yeah. for 20 bucks from, from the video store, just so I could have a piece of that.
1: And a hockey movie, no less, Dude, right? Dude, I know, right? It's
0: like, perfect. So, that was a, a geek out thing. That's awesome. You
1: did. The clerk steward, <laughs> <laughs> totally,
0: totally. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, stuff we were playing at the convention together, uh, Eric. What was
2: something we played that really stood out to you uh, tonight? I really like the game uh, Fuse that we played because you are it's a cooperative game and there is a phone element where you have a, a timer. The fuse is counting down, and you have to you know, roll some dice and. And choose between the people playing who's going to get what die to complete the, the circuitry needed to defuse each component of this massive bomb that you're up against. And so it's, it's a lot of uh, quick thinking, and you just got to go with it and step on each other's toes and get in each other's way and hope for the best. And uh, we, we success, successfully defused that bomb, so that was, that was good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was on super easy, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> like we I said, did it. <laughs> we successfully defused that bomb.
1: you got to start someplace. Yeah, yeah,
0: totally. You don't just go in there with, like, the... You're not the first guy yeah. they sent into the big job. No, you got to work just, your way up. No, no. Awesome. Yeah, that was a fun game. I, I enjoyed that, too. I thought it was a simple idea. Um, nice, the, the co-op game, a little twist with the real time. And uh, the dice rolling was cool. Uh, there's a neat mechanic where if, uh, you you can only pull the number of dice out of the bag to roll, as there are players, and then you argue and fight over those three dice to, to use them on your own, your own piece of the, uh the the bomb or whatever and if you can't use the one you get stuck with you have to roll it and if it matches a number that anybody else has they have to get rid of it so you really have to try to work together instead of just grabbing dice and saying mine you want to try to negotiate a little bit but you've only got 10 minutes the clock is ticking so a lot of the time you just grab it and deal with the consequences and have to roll again so uh some good tension and a, a nice little twist there where um, you got to pay attention to what other people are trying to do too so I enjoyed that one, and that was one that uh, that Dave taught to us.
1: So, um, what about you, Dave? Do you have a have a, a pick for tonight? Sure. Um, you know, I am a I'm a big fan of small games because, unfortunately, my family, my uh, my daughters, my wife aren't aren't big gamers, and so small games kind of capture their attention um, or hold their attention for about as long as they're interested in playing games. <laughs> but uh, tonight we played uh, one's coming up. From Green Couch. Oh, I'm, I'm
0: familiar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and um, I know you don't want to shill, so I'll do it for you. <laughs> but uh, Rocky Road Alamode, did yeah, I get that right? Yeah, that's it. Uh, coming out June 21st on Kickstarter. It's a fun little uh, card game that's based on uh, uh, trucks cruising in a neighborhood and selling ice cream to kids. And it um, plays really quickly and. Uh, I, I think the thing that I, I like the most about it and um, is a is a sign of a good game well two things one as soon as we finished playing I immediately wanted to play again so I could <laughs> so I could try and get victory because I think I missed <laughs> by one point in, in the game that we played yeah it was a tight game but exactly that's the other thing I was gonna say that uh, is is a sign of uh, I think how this game is gonna be is that. When it ended, we were all within one turn of claiming victory, but Eric took it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome! Thank you for uh, for for saying that. I'm glad you had it. You enjoyed it. It was. Uh, it's been so far this weekend. I've played it a few times with different groups, and it's been received well. And uh, we're just getting everything in order to to present it to the public, and hopefully, people will catch on. Because I mean. I mean, I really don't know if you're human if you don't love ice cream. I mean, there's even, like, dairy-free ice cream that is edible and tasty. So, you know, uh, even the lactose uh, intolerant people can join in the fun with ice cream. So And this game is dairy-free, so probably. probably. I don't think the ink is going to be dairy-based or anything. But awesome. Yeah, one uh, one that I really liked that we played uh, is a, kind of a classic uh, Reiner Canizia game that Grail Games has just re-released. And it's called uh, Circus... Flochati or something along those lines. But I think it's Flea Circus is really what what it comes down to. And um, it's this cool, like, pressure lock pub-style game. Um, you're revealing cards from a deck. There's ten different attractions. So the Contortionist and, like, the Sideshow and just kind of like those, those circus-y themes and the arts are really weird stylized like vintage art mashed up with flea heads and <laughs> the real, real cool different fonts and stuff but the art was done by uh heiko gunter who did uh um glory to rome retheme a few years back it was a really stylized version of of the game and i've always liked his stuff so it's kind of a little off-center and and super creative but so the game you, you reveal a card from the deck And you can keep revealing cards as much as you want, but as soon as there's like two cards of the same suit, uh, your turn ends. But if you stop before that, you can take a card and put it in your hand. Um, You can form a trio of cards to put down in front of you, which are are cards of the same value, all different suits. And those are going to score 10 points for you at the end of the game. Otherwise, you're trying to get um, either all of the cards of different colors uh, or as many high cards as you can because you you're gonna score the cards in your hand but only the highest of each card or each suit at the end of the game um so it's like this simple, like two or three rules, kind of a game. A little bit of pressure, luck, some cool moments because you just keep flipping cards, and because you can't stop in these kind of games, you just want to keep going. And you're like, yes, and then the one you flipped over is like the best card you've seen the whole game, <laughs> and you have to discard it and end your turn instead of taking it into your hand. So I really, I really enjoyed that. what did you guys think of that one?
1: I liked it a lot. Um, for me, uh, I think that art can break a game, but it can also make a game. Mm. And I think that you, know, you try and imagine that game just with uh, colors and numbers, it's not nearly as much fun as with the crazy people with their flea heads. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
2: that added a lot. What about you, Eric? Yeah, that's one of those games where I played it, we played it twice over the weekend so far, and as soon as we were done the first time, I wanted to play it again, and just to, to see how the mechanics work, and I really started to understand the game more. So that was a lot of fun. And, like I said, the art is great. Every card has a different picture, even in in the same suits. There are different kind of representations of each character, which is really neat.
0: Yeah, and Dave, Dave and I were talking about... We were looking at the game library earlier. We were talking a little bit about this idea that, like, Canizia has so many games that, like, some of them just feel like math puzzles, right? <laughs> like, But this one felt like there's there's some tension in it. Like, it's not just a math problem. So, right. I... uh i i dig it i definitely want to want to get a hold of a copy myself and, and try it again um so dave uh i just uh wanted to kind of talk we we like to get like filler recommendations from people because this is what the show is all about we just talk about those short quick games that that kind of either fill in the gaps uh in between bigger games or that people just you know want to play a large variety and get casual people playing games um so do you have like a filler game or two that like that works for you and like like, what kind of group would you recommend that filler for?
1: Yeah, so, um... For me, uh, the filler games that we go back to over and over again um, are uh, Zombie Dice. We just love it, you know? it's Even though it's uh, kind of... Uh, we've played it probably hundreds of times at this point. Uh, it's it's just great fun. And we we do this little thing where we sort of role-play it where we you have to make the bang <laughs> sound if the shotguns come up. <laughs> things like that. Um... The other one that that we kind of go to all the time, um, and and for me a lot of the, the the play that that I do is with my family, and so I've got to find things that that appeal to to that that make up. Uh, we go we we like playing love letter a lot, but Batman love letter. Yes. <laughs> yes. So,
0: yes. yeah, that, that that's a that's a fun one. I like the little uh, the little bat symbol tokens for scoring that yeah, come with nice, it. Nice yeah, thematic yeah. touch,
1: and the art's great. But I don't know my I, I think about it my uh, when when you first asked me that, I started thinking about my gaming groups. I've got a couple, and uh, I don't think we really do much filler. Our groups don't do much filler um, I think we're all just kind of eager to get on to the next big meaty game because <laughs> for for most of us well, you know we're busy and we we don't get together very often, and so we want to maximize our time with some some big games with. Heavy strategic thinking.
0: Yeah. So what's what's a heavy strategic one that you played recently that blew you away?
1: Um. So uh, I just picked up Above and Below just recently. Oh
0: yeah, it's uh, Red Raven Games. Right? right. Yeah,
1: and it's it's fantastic. Um, it's really clever the way that it approaches worker placement. Uh, love the choose your own adventure aspect mm-hmm. of it, and uh, the artwork's just stunning. Um, it's a really neat game. And he just announced his a uh, uh, sequel to that, and don't have too much information about it just yet. But with as good as this one is, I think I've, pl- I've already played this uh, three times this weekend. I oh, at, at, wow. at keep <laughs> the last. Um, I really look forward to anything else that follows.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he keeps cranking out like he's uh, Ryan Lockett runs Red Raven Games, and he's like the whole package. He designer illustrator publisher like and he's the kind of guy that makes me jealous you know like because he just got it all and he's he's cranking out a variety of styles of games so he's definitely somebody to watch and and continue to check out his games so um dave uh where can people find you are you on twitter and stuff
1: yeah so i'm at dave banks and that's nice i I got it (laughs) i got in early (laughs) um it's that and uh over at GeekDad. That's um really sort of in this space where I am. Um I also write for uh, some other publications, but they aren't really relevant right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome, that's cool. You can do other things. You're allowed to have more than one interest and outlet. Um and what, uh, with your closing kind of remarks here, what is your favorite Rush song?
1: Oh, goodness. <laughs> you can't narrow it down. Do we have another
0: 20-minute <laughs> podcast here? <laughs> it's
1: true. Um, you know, okay, so it, it varies from time to time. And right now, I'm going to say, uh, having seen them uh, five times last summer, <laughs> what? Uh, they did this great... Retrospective from sort of uh, their current music all the way back. I fell in love with some old stuff all over again, but I still have to say that my favorite song, I could do 20 minutes on this, (laughs) is uh, uh, The Garden off of Clockwork Angels.
0: Okay. All right, everybody, go check out The Garden by Rush and check out geekdad.com and follow Dave on Twitter. and then next year, go ahead and watch geekwaytothewest.com, I'm guessing is what the website is. I don't remember off the top of my head. But look up Geekway to the West and be watching for this great convention. It's worth a weekend uh, getaway to come and check it out and play some great games. So thanks for listening. Uh, I appreciate you guys. And hopefully, we'll get to play some more games before this whole thing is over with. Eric, where can people find you? I'm at DonutCow11 on Twitter. And I'm at Jason Katarski and at Green Couch Games. And until next time, get out there and play some great little games.